Hey everyone, it's uh, it's Mad Scientist Anthony Bowman here. Uh, I'll turn it over to Spooky Narrator Anthony in just a sec, but real quick, I just wanted to say Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, obviously, we're very excited for Spooky Season, uh, so we've got a little bonus episode coming on Halloween for you all. Uh, we usually like to let you know what we're covering in advance so you can prepare, but I think you all will be fine with this one, uh, so be on the lookout for that. October 31st, okay, take it away, Spooky Piano Man. The hosts feel it would be a little unkind to present this podcast without just a word of friendly warning. We are about to unfold the story of Frankenstein, a man of science who sought to create a man after his own image without reckoning upon God. It is one of the strangest tales ever told. It deals with the two great mysteries of creation, life and death. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. So if any of you feel that you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now's your chance to... Well, we've warned you. Welcome once again to the Frankencast. Uh, I'm the mad scientist, Anthony Bowman. My pronouns are he, him, and I'm joined as always by... The Wraith of the Child of the Spouse of Eric Velasquez. My pronouns are also he, him. All right, so this week we're doing Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman, which begins the sort of monster rally uh, period of the Universal Monster movies, um, where, as the title indicates, Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of wondering, like, exactly what kind of movie like what is this movie because it seemed more like the wolfman than frankenstein meeting the wolfman but it does happen of course yeah it almost feels like so this is what the fifth frankenstein movie and the second wolfman movie it almost feels like they are using frankenstein's like cultural cachet to elevate the wolfman so it's that's it, exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely more of a Wolfman movie, but Frankenstein is at the beginning of the title because they want to get that that Frankenstein buzz going. Exactly. This is this would be the second Wolfman movie, as you mentioned. Uh, the first one happened in 1941. This one happened in 1943. And I know Wolf, the Wolfman is is your. You said that's your favorite of the Universal monsters, right? Well, or among not your favorites. necessarily. So I, I am a big fan of lycanthropes and werewolves in general. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, I, I do enjoy the Wolfman, but I, I prefer more of the American werewolves in London style. Yeah, for, as far as werewolves go, I want them to look more wolf than man. Exactly. This, honestly, not to, not to down the, the makeup of this generation, but it's basically a guy with hyper, uh, bad attitude and hypertrichosis. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's what that seems, seems like is going on there. So since we're, you know, obviously focusing on the Frankenstein movies here, um, we, you know, we have not watched the Wolfman, the original Wolfman for this recording. But I fit, you know, just as like a quick little rundown in case uh, people aren't familiar with it. You know, basically you've got Lon Chaney plays Larry Talbot. He gets bitten by a werewolf and then, you know, takes on the werewolf curse, you know, as is common with werewolf stories. Um, there's a lot of 
and that you know again we talked about this before but there's a lot of romani people they use the word gypsy a lot in these movies um and he spends the first movie either trying to cure himself or die because he's now immortal and is a killing machine and does not want to be that um and that's pretty much this movie continues that plot basically he's just you know trying some new methods at finding a way to die yeah this this definitely takes place four years after the initial events of the first wolfman movie and of course we have a uh, returning cast we have uh lionel atwell uh aka lionel atwill in the credits if you haven't noticed who will be the mayor uh bella lugosi will be playing a very special part one that he hasn't played but one that he's interacted with quite regularly and uh lon cheney reprising well reprising his role as larry talbot but uh, in this case, he will not be the monster as he was in the last movie. Yes. So, of course, since it's a Wolfman movie, it opens on full moon, pan down to graveyard. So then you got your Frankenstein connection and you have two guys um, who approach the Talbot crypt and break in. Um, but these aren't, you know, our resurrection men that we're used to seeing these are just your run-of-the-mill thieves they just want some you know whatever kind of jewelry or anything that that people were buried with they're they're interested in you know getting their hands on that stuff um but turns out that you know they end up waking up the presumed dead larry talbot right and they're expecting a pile of bones even though he's only been gone for four years but what they find is a bunch of wolf's bane in that (laughs) casket or the two uh, crypt yeah and a fairly healthy looking dude you know he's he's asleep sleeping yeah yeah. um and so as soon as they see the wolf vein you get the the like wolfman poem that you get in all the wolfman movies the even a man who's pure at heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolf bane blooms and the moon is full and bright how awesome is that it's so good Like, whoever came up with that was like, yeah, we're going to, like, they were just like, this is going to be an every wolf movie now. Like, we can't, we can't do better than this. It's so good. Right. We're just going to keep that going. But, of course, what happens when the full moon strikes the face of Larry Talbot? We see his hand move uh, again. That's how you know when, when somebody that you thought is, was dead is not dead is the hand moves. Yeah, the hand gives it away every time, right? Yeah. And right, in this case, the hand moves and grabs onto the thief, and uh, one the other one runs away, but but one of them is not so lucky and becomes a, you know, a midnight snack for the the Wolfman. Yeah, he's he's been asleep for four years. He's a little hungry, right? <laughs> yeah. But of course, a uh, immediately after that, they f- uh, a policeman finds uh, b- uh, someone laying in the middle of the street. He comes over, takes a look at him, and why? This is the body from earlier. <laughs> but he seems to be uh, just a little bit more lively. Yeah. And pretty much right from there, it cuts, and he wakes up in a hospital, and you've just got Larry Talbot in a hospital bed with his head bandaged up, and there's a doctor and a cop, and they're both very curious about how he ended up in the state he's in. Yeah, that would be Doctor Ma- or Inspector Owens and Dr. Mannering yes. that come in. And yeah, so he tells them, of course, that uh, he's not exactly sure just yet. He doesn't know how he came to be in Cardiff. Yeah, and so they he gives them their or his name, and immediately um, 
the uh, the inspector goes and and calls his hometown and Landwelly. finds out that Larry Talbot's been dead for four years. Can't possibly oh, no. be him. <laughs> and so this is kind of, this movie is kind of a reverse of stuff in the Frankenstein movies where it seems like authority figures are in on the supernatural stuff. They know what's going on. And then you have like our sort of like protagonist, like Dr. Frankenstein, who is denying left and right that this is going on. And in this case, you've got Larry Talbot. Who's like, I am a werewolf. (laughs) Please listen to me. I wake up in the middle of the night and turn into a wolf and kill people. Somebody help me. And the cops are like, this guy's clearly crazy. Which right. is is more what you would expect in like a real you know in real life if you went to the police and said I'm a werewolf they would be like here's a crazy person, right? And of course the doctor also just immediately is like okay well clearly you know you have a mental condition uh, you think you're a werewolf so that means you're lycanthrop which is the clinical uh, term I believe at the time I'm not so sure about nowadays for people who believe they are wolves or werewolves. Yeah, I, I think that may still be the term. I think it, you know, it might be like in the, what is that? The book, the DSM. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Like entropy. Uh. Yeah. I believe you're. I know what you're talking about. It's the like the clinical book of diagnosis. Yeah, like the mental health book. Uh. But yeah. Um. So he, you know, tells people what's going on. They don't listen, and they leave. And then, you know, laying in bed, he transforms. And the the transformation things are, you know, is a big part of the werewolf movies, like starting from Wolfman going, you know, like you said, American Werewolf in London, like that one's famously, you know, incredible. Um, But that compared to this, you know, this is not quite so astounding. It's it works. I mean, like you do see a man turn into a wolf, but because of the limitations of what they're doing. It's it's not very believable because he has to sit perfectly still, which yeah, you know. and it's literally just shots of them putting the makeup on, taking a break, filming it for a few moments, then going back and putting on more of the makeup. Yeah, so you know, whereas in a, an American Werewolf in London, you have a guy who is in agony as his body changes, and you know he feels the pain as his bones stretch and the fur erupts from his skin and the claws come out. Here you just have like a perfectly chill dude <laughs> just growing fur out of his face. But that's also the difference in technology between forty years. Oh, absolutely, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you know they these movies are special effects movies, and for what they were. For the time and what they were capable of, I mean, it's, you know, it was unprecedented. I'm sure it blew people's minds. Definitely. Yeah, so as you said, we had those transitional makeup shots slowly turning into the Wolfman. Then, um, yeah, after that, our Wolfman bounds out into the night and begins his murder spree. He does a little bit of, like, parkour, leaps over a couple things, and then attacks a police officer. Yeah, he leaps from... um he leaps onto what a, a stack of some boxes. Yeah, and then just hops right off into the corner, and then yeah, then he attacks the the police officer. I mean, honestly, I'm sure. Well, obviously, parkour probably wasn't a big thing there. I'm sure that there was some practitioners, um, maybe not exactly to the level that we were at are, are at today, <laughs> but I think you know, for a nice little jumping stunt, that's not too bad. Yeah. And the the scene is short though. I mean, he he makes his jump, kills the police officer, and then you pretty much c- 
cut to him waking up in the morning all disheveled laying sideways across the bed with his bandages missing yeah the the windows open and dr mannering comes in and notices that's what's going on he's not sure exactly how uh mr talbot opened that window but he's pretty sure that it was him that did it yeah and again talbot is like i am a werewolf (laughs) that's why i was able to escape I went out last night and I killed some people. I am a murderer. And right. the inspector's like, they're there. It's, it'll be okay. <laughs> exactly. They, they do make some weird mental gymnastics here in a bit. But it's, it, it is so interesting that he's like, no, I, I remember doing all these things. I wasn't in control, but I absolutely 100% did them. And like you said, they were just kind of pandering to him like, okay, all right, you go ahead and rest yourself, Mr. Talbot. Yeah. And so then, of course, the you know the inspector to kind of try to get to the bottom of this whole situation, he travels to the Talbot crypt and indeed does find that it's empty. But there is a bit dead body nearby, but it's not Talbot. Right? Was it Mister Freddy Jolly? I believe is what they called him. Uh, was- I, I didn't catch the. Yeah, it was. It's a thief, but that's a great right, name. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I hope so. I, I caught Freddy. I'm, I, I couldn't make out the rest. Couldn't find the, uh, the other information. So yeah, they find him. His throat's ripped out. So it looks like and he was attacked by an animal. And then you get people that are like, that sounds like the animal attacks that happened four years ago. Right. Yeah. The ones that Mr. Uh, John Talbot put down, or Sir John Talbot put down. But, he, well, he was wrong. He accidentally killed his son instead of that beast. <laughs> And, uh, you know, nobody is putting together the connection that, like, huh, Larry (laughs) Talbot died four years ago. The animal attacks were four years ago. Now here's Larry Talbot again, and now here are the animal attacks again. Yeah, it's like they're connected or something, right? (laughs) Yeah, so then they decide to take a local police officer back with them to Cardiff to, you know, identify Larry Talbot. Because they they find a picture of, of Larry Talbot, and it's like, that sort of does look like the dude we have in the yeah. hospital. Maybe they're maybe they're related or something. So they bring the the uh, the sergeant from uh, from his town back. Uh, but of course, when they get there, Talbot has escaped again. He's torn off the straitjacket with his teeth. <laughs> that's amazing. They don't show that, but that's exactly what they say. I mean, what a great like what a great scene that would have been if they were if they were able to film that and put it in. Yeah. And, of course, again, they're just like, I guess this crazy guy was just able to tear this straitjacket off with his regular human teeth. Human teeth, yeah. <laughs> Something that no other person has been able to really do. Yeah. All right. But then we enter the Romani camp where Larry's looking for his friend uh, Maleva. We'll find that out in a moment. Yeah, yeah. And so Maleva, I be- yeah, she was in the previous movie. So she's mm-hmm. she's the mother of the werewolf who bit larry talbot so he wants right. he just wants her he's like since you know about this stuff can you please kill me and she's like i can't kill you but i can like watch over you and maybe i can help you find a solution right coincidentally i believe her son was played by bella lugosi oh yes the, yes and, i think you're right mm-hmm. so there's another connection another through line for all these movies <laughs> Yeah, Universal was definitely working with like a stock cast at this time. Oh, hundred percent. But where where are they going, uh, Anthony? Where they? <laughs> she knows a man who might be able to help. Who knows the secrets of life and death? Um, and that man, of course, is is Doctor Frankenstein. 
so they take a wagon and head to uh, the the town of Frankenstein. Well, uh, actually, it's uh, Viseria. Or oh, Viseria. yeah. So I, I was trying to figure out if Viseria was the town or if that's like the name of the country. Like, is Viseria supposed to be like Transylvania? I'm not sure. Right. But yeah, I think it's the town in this case because dun dun dun, it's the town that Ludwig Frankenstein lived in. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, of course, so they're not going to Frankenstein because they're going to yeah because Ludwig had left. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, they go and. Can we take one little backtrack real quick? I yeah, do. I do sure. want to bring this up. In the scenes that they show, it is specifically on a wagon. Now, I don't know how much everyone knows about geography, but the town of Lenwelly and Cardiff are specifically in England. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming Viseria is in Europe proper, or continental Europe. So, where was the boat? <laughs> yeah. There's no, no evidence of a boat happening. But I, I guess it's just to be assumed. Okay. But yes, they are in the town. They go to this tavern. There is a tavern girl lighting the chandelier with a really cool looking, uh, uh, what are those called? The They're not knock-up sticks. Anyway, it's a lantern lighter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, they meet this very mustachioed innkeeper who says that the that Frankenstein is dead and he points to a ruined castle on the hill and says like he didn't die soon enough and mentions that Frankenstein created the monster with black magic. Now this guy is a jerk from the word go. Oh yeah, he, he does sucks. not stop. He does not stop being awful. <laughs> he is the worst. And so the black magic thing in, like intrigued me. Like I, I wondered is it that this guy is ignorant to the science that Frankenstein is doing? And, and so thinks it's magic or is this movie trying to pivot to be a little bit more supernatural since you know the wolfman is a more supernatural character uh it's you know i mean it's it's only mentioned once in passing so it's it may not really amount to much but i did notice that that was a, a different term used for for what frankenstein has done yeah 100 percent. i mean i think in this case it is the blending of magic and science that's what we're starting to see especially in this movie but yeah. I mean, he's he's kind of a low level peasant, and he's not one that really thinks too far ahead, uh, as we'll learn eventually. But <laughs> he he does come up with plans. They're not great. Yeah. Um, so finding out that Frankenstein is dead, Talbot's all upset. He, they go to leave in the wagon, but then he runs away in the full moonlight and again transforms and like this one's a little better because he's in the woods but he's still just kind of like leaning up against a tree and growing fur right bit by bit right so yeah like it like we said earlier it's the transitional makeup effect where it's okay we're putting on the makeup all right film this for a little bit all right we're putting on a little bit more makeup here we go all right yeah but but then we have a scene that's very reminiscent of the first frankenstein movie yeah you get your angry mob they find a dead villager um tavern girl specifically yeah and people are like but dr frankenstein and his monster both burned up we we buried the bones but are we sure they were the monster's bones right and so this is there's a lot of like haziness about the timeline that starts to come up here because right it's kind of unclear which Dr. Frankenstein they're talking about and, you know, because 
yeah, it's it's just sort of hazy. Um, I guess Ludwig did burn up in in the you know the hospital or whatever, so it theoretically could make sense that they're specifically talking about Ludwig the whole time. Um, yeah, but there's yeah they do they do talk about him creating the monster and how he, he was the progenitor. Yeah, like there, it kind of there are points where they're like it's it's hard to tell if they're talking about Henry or Ludwig or maybe they think it's the same person or they don't know. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's like, is this writing that got a little sloppy, or are they writing characters who are ignorant? And you know, it's you know, depending on how you want to perceive the movie, I guess you can choose to decide which one of those is the case. Yeah, I, I mean, I wanna, I wanna believe, I wanna believe that it's just uh, them writing ignorant characters because later on, like a lot, and there's a character that's going to come up that was in the previous movie. And she's a through line and she discusses how her father and grandfather were all part of this thing with the grandfather creating the monster and her father continuing the legacy. Yeah. So I, I feel like the writers knew what was going on or they just brought in a better writer later on. <laughs> we're going to go with we're going to go with ignorant. Uh, they just wrote the peasants or the citizens is ignorant. Yeah. So, you know, while they're trying to decide if, you know, if, if the creature was burned and buried, what could it be? And then you hear a wolf howl in the distance, so the mob knows it must be a wolf. And so they head off into the forest. Yep. We already have the, uh, we have the villagers attacking already right out of the gate. Yeah. And they see the wolf man. So like, it's, you know, it's not a secret. There's, they see the wolf man, he runs, they shoot him, but he still gets away. And then he falls into a hole which leads to like the under level of the the ruins of the castle but right. everything is frozen yeah that's really weird initially when it when he fell in i was like oh this is this is ash they must have this must be all ash but it's clear no this is snow because it's melting on him and then later you do see a shot of the cave entrance with the icicles that are melting so i'm like that's weird. Yeah, there's no snow and ice out in the forest. There's just right. underground. Just all, underground, yeah. yeah, weird, weird, weird uh, climate shifts. I don't know what to tell you, <laughs> right? Yeah. So uh, the mob ends up catching Maleva instead, mm -hmm. and they're quickly like, you came into town with this stranger, and now there's a wolf attacking people. So they they put things together way quicker than the police do. They're like, that dude is the werewolf, and you're responsible because you brought him here. So uh, they've got her, you know, they've sort of citizens arrested her. Right. And then you have uh, Talbot waking up post-werewolf, uh, just laying in the snow and ice, and he happens upon a solid block of ice with the creature frozen inside kind of makes me wonder how did that happen there's another <laughs> movie here i feel because you don't go from everything burning down to frozen in ice under the castle <laughs> yeah i mean but yeah so he takes his uh, rock and busts out i'm I'm, uh, I'm assuming it was sugar glass like i i feel that that's the only safe way to do that yeah probably so so he busts out the uh he busts through the ice. No water comes pouring in like you would think it would. But uh, he does find the monster waiting behind this block of ice. And pretty much as soon as uh, he breaks him out, the monster's fine again. 
Yeah, we don't have to go through the hole. We got to heal him and do the lightning and all that. He's just good. And it's Bella Lugosi this time. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and so the, the funny thing about this is so they... I, I read a little bit about this. So originally they cast Lugosi to be the creature in this one because they were going to continue the plot line of it being Igor's brain okay. inside the creature's body. And like Lugosi had lines as the creature. He talked throughout the movie and then they did like a test screening and the audiences thought it was hilarious. Uh, like oh, no. Lugosi's accent, I guess, you know, in the small dose at the end of the last movie, it worked. It was kind of sinister and stuff. But as the movie went on, it got kind of silly. So they ended up heavily re-editing the movie to take out all of the dialogue from the creature. There was too much Igor. Yeah, and it's, I mean, like, they must have made a lot of cuts because I was specifically watching it this time, like, looking like maybe they, you know, just cut out the, the dialogue and you can see the creature's mouth moving at points and stuff, but really, no. Like, they must have, like, heavily edited out all the scenes where he talked and just have, you know, yeah. just use moments when he's not speaking. Yeah, there's literally just grunts and groans, and that's yeah. about all we get as far as that goes. And once again, they went to, I mean, I guess it's because, going back to what you were saying, uh, they were kind of referencing the 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 previous movie where his his eyes had failed him, um, but throughout most of this, his eyes are closed. Yeah, and he's walking around with his arms outstretched, which is you know we see, you know you see that a lot now that that's just like this awkward way that Frankenstein and also zombies tend to walk. But like this one, there's a reason for that. It's not just like a weird quirk of these creatures. It's like he's a blind person reaching out to see what's in front of him as, you know, a blind person would do. Like Right. Uh, in the previous know. movie his body rejected his eyes and and that was his big foible at the end, right? Right. So yeah, the, that's that's an they never really talk about it, but like if you watch this movie with the, you know, with the awareness that like the creature is blind this whole time, it it, it kind of shows you it explains the behavior a little bit. Exactly. But yeah, as they're walking, literally the the monster and uh, Mr. Talbot hit it off right off the bat. And uh, again, we're, we're searching for friends. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, Igor and the monster already have their romantic interests already intertwined. So they are looking just for friends in this one. <laughs> so, yeah. And it, honestly, I, I was watching this and I was watching Lon Chaney and Bella, Bella Lugosi literally walking through the walking through the background and they're they're hunting for the diary of dr frankenstein at this point but i was thinking wow bella lugosi looks a lot shorter than lon cheney and i was wrong apparently <laughs> that was that was a mistake on my part there's only a one inch difference between those two but bella lugosi was actually taller than boris karloff and i was thinking for the longest time that karloff was as tall, if not a little bit taller than Lugosi. He, he like lumbers over all the other actors he's in a scene with. Yeah. But he's still a shorter actual actor. Huh. And, and I thought that was pretty interesting that, you know, regardless of height, the actual presence that they brought helped like loom over everyone else. And even Lon Chaney seemed like he was bigger than he was, even though he's, he, he would be just an inch taller than Bella Lugosi. Yeah, there there are a few scenes where like you see them next to each other and the creature is like noticeably taller than than uh Talbot and like I'd mm -hmm. imagine a lot of those are like apple cart kind of or, you know, or apple box things, you know, where they like I think they still do that in movies today. Like if you're oh, doing yeah. a, 
close shot and and need to like have a noticeable height difference just put them on a box make them taller and perspective and all that all perspective shifts and all that yeah so yeah as they are looking for for the diary that instead they find a photo of elsa frankenstein so they uh have have a lead now that maybe she might be able to help yeah exactly so in the next scene we basically see them setting up um we have elsa frankenstein she's being told that a mr taylor is planning on buying her family estate the one that she never visits anymore because well she was traumatized by the events uh of the last movie but when mr taylor comes in it it, he looks suspiciously like larry talbot (laughs) yeah talbot's got this is his i guess clever ruse to try to get into a room with elsa um and as soon as as the mayor leaves the room he immediately drops the facade and is like you know here's what's going on i I want your father's notes right but going back to the mayor the mayor uh played once again by lionel atwell uh in his third separate role in this series (laughs) yes but he's gotten he's gotten a definite upgrade so he goes from uh just a constable or the um the lead uh, chief inspector to a doctor and then he goes from doctor to mayor so i mean <laughs> that's definite upward cre- uh, career trajectory you know yeah <laughs> um yeah so yeah he asks for the notes and this is one, uh, one of the scenes that i was especially like it sounds like they're talking about henry as if henry was elsa's father father but again uh, you know we could take that that you know talbot doesn't know otherwise so Uh, And then, you know, like you said, soon after she clarifies and and indicates that her father and grandfather both were involved in this whole process. Yeah. And I guess it's probably the they did combine combine the uh, journals from Wolf, Henry and probably Ludwig ported it all over and just kept it in one big journal at this point. Yeah, that seems to be. Um, but at this time, you don't get to see. So she says she doesn't have what they what he wants, and like kind of leaves it at that. Um, but then the mayor shows back up and invites them both to their local festival. The villagers are celebrating. It's a wine festival, I think they say. Yep. Festival of the new wine. Yeah, and so they uh, both uh, Elsa and uh, Talbot agree to go. And then you get this whole elaborate, like, song and dance, like, literal song and dance number just in the middle of this movie. That was the wildest part, I think, of the whole movie. They just broke down everything and started singing a song. I think it's called Follow La, Follow Lee. Yeah. And halfway through, like, or in part of it, they just, the the singer is roasting the, the mayor, talking about how his belly's gotten so big and his chest is so, has so small. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's like this. He's sort of this like bard almost. He like walks around and sings verses to everybody, and then there's like a big call and response where the town sings along and everything. Um, and it was funny, like you know, before that scene starts, the the score has like a, a melody that's like from the song, and I was like, that sounds really familiar to me. Why do I know that? And then as soon as he started singing, I was like, oh, I know it from this. I remember this song just like in the back of my mind. And uh, yeah, he he kind of goes around from table to table singing to people and then he gets to elsa and larry and sings and part of the song is that it's all about life is short and death is long so we need to live 
you know, as much as we can now. It's, you know, it's a drinking song. Let's have wine yeah. and celebrate because we only have this short time on Earth, which, you know, is sort of contradictory to everything that's happened in all the Frankenstein movies and now these Wolfman movies where everyone has eternal life, whether they want it or not. Right, and speaking of that, the Bard does make the mistake of wishing that uh, Elsa and Mr. Taylor slash Larry Talbot have a uh, eternal life. <laughs> and Talbot flips out. <laughs> he is not happy. He just stops the song, gets up, yells. He's He is not having it. He just completely rains on the parade of this whole like town festivity. It's like, why did you say that? Why would you suggest that I'm going to live forever? Right, it's like it's a song, man. Just just relax, you know? <laughs> yeah. But then thankfully Dr. Mannering shows up and uh you know, he's fat, he tracked Larry down and he's like, "Let's let's go back to the hospital. You know, I want to help you out." And it's right? funny when he reappears, then you realize that like uh Inspector Owens, he's just gone now. Like he's right. he's out of the movie, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the the doctor sort of you know he he sticks it through the rest of the movie, but he's uh, Larry's like, listen to me, like just let's let's go talk about this. I I need your help, but it's not with my mental state. I need you to help me die. Yeah, it's kind of morbid, but uh, he's like, okay, okay, we'll we'll see what's going on here. He's he's still not bought into the whole werewolf thing, but he does name off all of the locations where there have been murders. And he's used that to track Talbot to this particular city. Yeah, so he's starting to see that, you know, whether Talbot's a werewolf or not, he definitely, there is something suspicious going on, and it's causing a lot of deaths. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a confrontation there. And then, out of nowhere, the creature just strolls in. Right. (laughs) He just, like, comes lumbering in blindly into the middle of this festival knocking over tables people are screaming losing their minds it's it's such a like wonderfully like generic monster moment like you know it running people screaming it's you know it's almost like a godzilla moment but you know with a smaller size monster yeah and i feel like it's a callback to the last one where um where they broke where igor broke out the monster from that little or it may have even been one further. It was actually uh, the movie before that, where uh, Igor breaks the monster out of the the little jailhouse scene. And oh yeah, and they escape on a wagon. Yeah, so Talbot gets the monster in the wagon, and they escape one more time. <laughs> and this is a wagon that's full of wine barrels, and they're like pushing them off to try to like <laughs> slow people down. It's a it's a car chase kind of scene, but on an old wagon. It's so good. So then, the, yeah, the villagers, they can't find Talbot and the creature, but they want to, uh, again, try their citizen's arrest thing on Elsa. And again, the villagers, like, they, they've got it down. They're like, listen, so we know this doctor, Elsa Frankenstein, Maleva, Talbot, the creature, you you guys are a gang. You showed up in our town. You're trying to murder people. Like, They're not right. exactly, they don't have it exactly nailed down, but they've, they're pretty pretty well figuring things out. And I do like how this basically causes them to become a, like a little small family unit. Yeah. It forces Talbot, Maleva, Dr. Mannering, Elsa, and to a degree, even the monster, to become this little makeshift little group. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of an Avengers moment, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, Elsa and Dr. Mannering, they're like, we, we've got the, you know, we can get this taken care of. Don't, don't worry, you know, we're the two, like, normal people, you know, we're, we're not mm-hmm. a monster, we're not a, a, you know, this suspicious, sinister old lady, you know, I think they refer to her as a witch at one point, even, mm-hmm. um, but so we're, we're the, the normals of the group, so just trust yes. us, we'll get it straightened out. And Elsa wants Mannering to deconstruct the monster. Just tear him apart. Whatever way you gotta do it. And Mannering's like, okay. Yeah, so she definitely listened to like that, you know, that was her her father's plan for a moment, and so she's like, Yeah, I think that would, would work. I don't know why he didn't stick to it, but we can do it this time. And now I've got a doctor who will help. But again, the creature just has this sort of like charismatic pullover doctors that they're like, Yeah, well I'll definitely kill this guy, and then they are like I don't know. I kind of want to save him. Maybe we can make him better. Yeah. But yeah, the group goes back to the uh, the remains of uh, Castle slash Sanitarium Frankenstein. <laughs> and uh, the monster is not happy with all the new people. He He's a little shy. So he grabs a big stick and threatens everyone who's not Larry <laughs> that he, he's going to just brain them. But Larry calms down the monster. Yeah. And so again, you know, you've got this where he... Once he makes a friend, he does trust them, you know, and so Larry's like, these people can help us, like, let's let's see what their idea is, and, and we can take care of it. Then I think that's when they finally find Frankenstein's notes. And right, it's he- in a secret, secret compartment. <laughs> so earlier, Larry was looking in a secret compartment uh, where the monster had guided him, but Elsa's like, no, 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 there's a secret, secret compartment. She flips <laughs> the switch in the secret compartment, and they find the Book of Life and Death. Which yeah. is the compiled notes of uh, Henry and Wolf and Ludwig, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, so then, like, Talbot looks through the notes, and he's like, yeah, there's all this great stuff about how to bring something back to life, but where's the death stuff? I, I, need, <laughs> I need the death chapter. Where's that? <laughs> right. It, it's, it's like the guy who was focused on uh, eternal life wasn't really concerned with uh, death too much, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so... Yeah, Talbot's idea is like maybe if you look at this life stuff and you can you, you go into like the, the you know what you're talking about earlier the reverse the polarity <laughs> right reverse the polarity <laughs> maybe you can suck the life out of me and that that's his plan and Mannering kind of seems like okay that might be something we could do um, and he's like they end up sort of wiring the neck bolts on the creature to this whole you know gizmo they've got them like. Uh, they're both strapped down to. Uh, or no, that doesn't. So first, before they no, strap yeah. them down, uh, ma- Mannering, the machines are intact. The yeah. machines are intact, and Mannering's like, "Yeah, I just, I just got to replace a couple wires, and we're good." And so he, like, he ships in all this equipment, and the villagers are like, "Hey, yeah, what's what's up with all this equipment he's shipping in? I thought, I thought we were trying to kill off this these things. Why do we need a bunch of medical stuff?" Right. Mannering, Dr. Mannering's doing a very Dr. Frankenstein thing. <laughs> and so, you, since people are skeptical, the innkeeper's like, well, you know what? There is a, there's a dam up above the, uh, the Castle Frankenstein. I wonder what would happen if we blew that dam up. Yeah, we just got to rig it to blow, and all that water will just wash it away. And, of course, the mayor is one of the logical people in town. is like, yes, but it will also probably destroy us as well. <laughs> That's an option. Yeah. Vazic is the tavern owner's name, by the way. Oh, God. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so then we go back up, and you've got um, 
you, you see a little bit more of the equipment in action. And now that we have established that there is a dam and a river, suddenly all of the equipment is very water powered uh, instead of all the lightning, which I guess yeah, we never really. Turbine. Yeah, we never really saw the power source of Ludwig's home before. So maybe it was always water. We just never saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when Elsa starts talking about she wants to clean up the family image because her father and grandfather brought this curse upon the family name and all that. So that's where we finally kind of set in stone that at least Elsa knows her family timeline, that whether everybody else is confused or the writers are confused, Elsa knows what's up. Yeah, she's she's definitely... By the way, she has been one of the lone sane Frankensteins through this <laughs> whole process. Yeah. She's like, no, 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 this is all bad. Yeah, she is not swayed at all the way that all of the previous ones have been. Right. But so instead, Mannering is the one who starts to get swayed and is like, well, maybe we can do something about this. Yeah, I like how the plan is basically, all right, let's drain both of their energies. And then whenever he starts actually getting the machines to work, he's like, well, maybe not maybe not the monster because, <laughs> man, that, uh, that monster is something. <laughs> that could be the key to eternal life right there. Yeah, and like he's not, you know, previously it's all been like Frankenstein family members who are like, you know, this is the my legacy if I can get this working. But Mannering's just like, this is a really cool toy. I don't want to break yeah. it. Right. I mean, it kind of makes you believe that it's the monster itself that has a. Uh, well, I'm intending this fully, so don't don't be too uh, don't groan too much. But it has a magnetic personality, <laughs> almost quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a positive charge, you might say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, it it also seduced the previous doctor that was working with Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was more Igor kind of pressuring him, but it was kind of the monster that was, like, keeping him going and actually enabled or gave him the strength or will to betray Dr. Frankenstein in the previous movie. So, yeah. Yeah, so then we've got uh, got the... Talbot and the creature side by side on matching slabs with wires running between them and into various science equipment. You got all the good, you know, things with sparks and bright lights that are flashing and spinning and all that. And, you know, that that stuff, it just, it works. It's always fun. You know, it's simple little, you know, just little gadgets that they put into a big, you know, probably foam panel or whatever, but it, it just always looks so cool. Oh, yeah so good and then you see the castle from the outside from the miniature and uh, it also looks really great like with the the dam and the water and everything like it's it's well put together like they have a whole elaborate landscape it looks yeah. real nice for a miniature it, which it most likely is it looks really good mm-hmm. so yeah but as they're charging the monster for the first time in the movie and actually the first time in a couple movies the monster opens his eyes turns to Dr. Mannering and gives him a very Igor-like smile. <laughs> yeah, and so we see, like, the this, you know, like we've been seeing lightning is going to save the creature over and over again, so the life force from Talbot may be the thing that's going to finally bring the creature fully back to life, but instead Elsa strolls in, sees what's up, and starts throwing switches to try to bring this whole process to an end before it gets going. Yeah, and of course, in the middle of it, the full moon shines on Larry, leading <laughs> to the transformation. The monster breaks free. And, well, at that point, it's on. 
Yeah, then we've got a we got a lot of quick cuts back and forth because you got the innkeeper. He's up at the dam. He's messing with the TNT. He's ready to end things. And then you have yeah, this like you finally have Frankenstein, or the the creature Frankenstein, and the Wolfman, not Larry Talbot, meet and they fight, and it is awesome. It's actually probably you know this was a hundred percent what all the advertising was doing for the for the movie. They were like, watch the fight between Frankenstein and the Wolfman. Yeah, and it's so cool. Like they, they you know, they do a good job of like using the space. They fight everywhere. They're like knocking things over and climbing on things, jumping around. And yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's if it is Lugosi and Cheney or if they've got stunt guys in the makeup, but it looks really cool. Um, it's yeah, it's a very exciting fight, and I mean, it's really the first fight scene we've had in any of these movies. Right, it looks good. It sounds good. I mean, it it sounds like they're tearing each other apart. I mean, there's obviously no blood, no guts, but I mean, I would believe that these guys are actually fighting. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. But in the fight, of course, you know, because we're you know we're nearing the end of a Frankenstein movie, the innocents, uh, Doctor Mannering and Elsa sneak out get outside um and so of just course, as that moron vazic blows the dam <laughs> yep so <laughs> then, then you got water rushing in and again like this the, the so you have the miniature from the outside but then you also have the room that there's the two actors fighting in mm-hmm. and water fills that room and it looks really cool like they're there's you know they're still kind of fighting and then getting washed away and i mean like uh yeah it you know, I guess water stunts, but like, yeah, it, it looks really, really cool. Yeah. So, but, uh, but as the water's coming in just before that, we do have the Wolfman climbing on top of some equipment. Like he's going to do a, a, a flying kick or elbow drop on the monster <laughs> before the monster just like grabs it and swings it. I don't know what they did, but it's like, he just like swiped the equipment for out from under the Wolfman and the Wolfman drops and then all that water comes rushing in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm guessing that must have been done with wires and stuff, but it looks it looks pretty cool. It does. And of course, that's it. That's the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's this one may be even more abrupt than the running away on the train in uh Son of Frankenstein. Cuz yeah, it's like you see the water rush in, the river's destroying the castle, and then like the end across the screen in big letters. It's just like yeah, there's no resolution. And with all the water they're pumping through that miniature, you know the town is destroyed. <laughs> there is yeah. no way. Everyone dies in this one except for Elsa and Dr. Mannering. Yeah, they're just... And you only really get to see them standing, you know, off to the side for a second. Like, we don't get, the, like, the the heartfelt string swell that we get at all the other movies of them, like, looking on. It's just like a little click. A quick little clip of that and then yeah you know the end real big so it's this is the least like saccharine happy ending we've seen so far in any of these movies right and as you stated just a moment ago the most abrupt <laughs> so, yeah so this one had like a lot of whiplash there's no resolution at the very end <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm obviously assuming it's going to be in the next movie but as of right now, every every everything's up in the air. How? Where? Where's the monster? Where's the Wolfman? Where's the town? We won't know for a while. Yeah, and so, yeah. So so next time we we're gonna get to add another monster to the mix. Um, I'm, the next movie is is House of Frankenstein, but I believe I, I might be speaking out of turn here, but I believe that it's 
when Dracula comes into the mix in these movies. I, I believe you are correct. So that'll be fun. Now yes. we'll have a, th- a three-way monster fight. <laughs> Indeed. Exciting. All right. So I, 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 I for to, uh, to pad time out a little bit, I will say that this, this was probably the most exciting in a way, just because of the monster fight. Oh, yeah. And like, I do like that it seemed like storytelling was evolving. So we can kind of tell from from the first one all the way to now, there's a lot of con- continuity. So we have a through line through all the movies, at least it's in references and statements. So there's that going in. Um, they're, they're the, I'm sure the Wolfman was scary at the time. As a matter of fact, I, I know he was scary for the time. Something that he's definitely lost a lot of. Same for Frank. But honestly, the big lumbering brute is still always kind of scary, right? Oh, yeah. So we we have all these little the horror moments. We have the through line of the story. And then we have the exciting, almost blockbuster fight at the end. Yeah, yeah. This movie, is it's, it's more of like a, an adventure movie. Um, like I feel like they're finding they're kind of finding their audience and you know they're they're uh, like they want to scare you a little bit but they want you to have fun right Um, so so they're leaning a lot more into like the set pieces of like action and adventure I mean even like the song like that's definitely like let's just have a fun moment you know let's yeah uh, there's not really this isn't furthering the plot it does have some sort of like narrative stuff with like the life is short but death is long but it's more it's more just a fun moment in the middle of the movie. It's a, it's a break where you don't have to be, you yeah, know, stressed you or scared. Mess. You can just enjoy yourself. Yeah, and it's all it's all entertaining. I mean, there's there's not a, a moment in this where you're like, oh, this is boring. Yeah, and again, this one's pretty short. So, like, I mean, there's no room for, for padding. It's, uh, yeah, it keeps you moving real quick. Exactly. So I'm definitely excited for our next movie, our House of Frankenstein. That was alluded to in the first. So I uh, can't wait to see that. Yes. So, yeah, uh, I guess we will see you all next week with House of Frankenstein. To be continued. Looks like you survived another episode. The Frankencast is a production of FCR Media. It's hosted by Anthony Bowman and Eric Velasquez. Follow us on Twitter at TheFrankenCast or send us a letter at TheFrankenCast at gmail.com. Our cover art is by Amanda Keller. You can find her at Keller Illustrations on Instagram. Our theme music is by Vivek Abhishek. Thanks for listening. <laughs>